another story that I don't know my heart is ready for. Oh, it's been a while. <laughs> Deep breath. <laughs> I think we need to rethink this no wine thing. <sighs> I know. Uh, well, there's a lot in my house. So we need to shop it. Right. Like, pause, pause, pause. Like, <laughs> come back. We're just like, we can do this. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Scared to know and I, like, Tiffany being back in the States, she, she recorded all of this by herself. Mm-hmm. You know, talking about her experience. And so when she sent me those videos, she was like, that was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. And I, of course, you know, time difference. You got to love it because it's like four in the morning and I'm texting her back like, <laughs> Tiffany, I'm not strong enough to watch this video right now. I need a support system. And I have a support system here to, you know, to listen to you guys in group. And I was just like, oh, Tiff, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I asked you to do this. And be strong, and no, I I can't be there to, like, be with you besides, you know, sending love 14 hours away. But at least I can push all of my love right next to me now. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) because... Well, it's like, there are times when, like, I can talk about it, and I don't cry at all, and it's like, it's almost... It probably sounds to other people almost like I'm talking about the weather. This was was the first time that you... Because I've heard your story about... Three or four times? Yeah. And this is the first time you cried. Yeah. And I don't think that that's because it doesn't mean much to you. It's... I think I think trauma hits you different ways, you know, and it, it, it comes in waves. Sometimes the wave is bigger and it knocks you down. And sometimes the wave is a little bit smaller and a little bit more tolerable. I, I think each time is different and you just never know how it's going to hit you. So... Uh, and, and I wish people understood that about trauma, whatever your trauma is, that one day you could talk about it and you, you might say be... it without... Any, yeah, recovery yeah. is not a straight line. Right, right. In anything. Yeah. It's yeah. like shaped like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're gonna but it's try. not that majestic. <laughs> recovery is not majestic. No, it's, it's, it's not it's, like liturgical dance. <laughs> it's like a toddler or a drunk person. <laughs> like you map their steps. Like the little toddler that ran in front of me down in the uh, like in the shed. So it's like where all of like the restaurants and stuff yeah. are. It's, like you know, she had just gotten her legs because she was like going in front of me, and the mom's like arms out like trying to like maneuver it it's like that it's like that little bambi moment where it's like okay you good? Oh God, you good? Okay. got it okay, okay? Yeah. her butt is totally covered in dirt because you know that was taking the brunt of like the- oh yeah yeah, yeah. all right brace okay. ourselves for round three okay all right well um i guess i'll start a little bit back um my husband and I got married when, or we got together when we were 18. Um, got married not long after. Immediately, I put in our first duty station, and um, we're a little bit different. We immediately knew that family was a top priority for us. We wanted kids. Um, we both had had this conversation. We were we we wanted kids, so we started trying. Nothing was working, um, and so I went to the doctor, and they diagnosed me with PCOS, which is polycystic ovary, ovary syndrome. Um, that means that my ovaries can get cysts on them, um, and it causes a bunch of uh, 
side effects, but one of the main ones is uh, infertility uh, or loss of pregnancy. And so didn't really, I didn't know the loss of pregnancy part. I knew the infertility. So when I got pregnant in um, 2016, uh, we were overjoyed, announced it immediately. I called my mom no more than I told my husband. Uh, Called everybody, announced it on Facebook, was elated. Um, Went to the doctor and we were, everything was going good. Um, at about, I think it was like seven weeks on our first year anniversary, I went to the bathroom and there was blood and everything in me knew blood was bad. So I, I I called my, or I didn't call my husband. He was in the other room. Well, I did call him, whatever. Um, <laughs> I called his attention. You here? Yeah, I was like, we, we need to go to the hospital right now. And he was like, okay. Army hospitals. <laughs> we went to the ER because it was a Saturday. And they put a freaking IV in me. And I was pissed. I was like, I'm bleeding. Like, you need to do something. And nothing. So I just sat there with a freaking IV in me, stressing. But you um, were hydrated. Oh, yeah, I was <laughs> hydrated. Um, so they took me back, did a vaginal... Um, vaginal? Yep. That word. That word. <laughs> well, we can use vaginal, I mean. <laughs> Make vaginal? it new words. Um, or movers. <laughs> ultrasound. And wouldn't tell me anything she used the excuse of i'm legally not allowed to tell you which i know it's technically not an excuse but i looked at it as an excuse um wouldn't let floyd in the room so they put me in a room and had me sit there for i think an hour and a half just waiting and i just sat there and finally the doctor came in he sat down and he was like so uh, you're bleeding and, um, you lost the baby and looked at me like he had just told me, can I just say, I hate that phrasing, by the way, you lost the baby. Like it's something that the mother does to make it happen. I hate that phrasing. Well, and like he first started out with like tiptoeing around the phrasing and I just looked at him and said, I had a miscarriage, right? Is that what you're trying to tell me? I had a miscarriage. And he was like, well, yeah, you lost the baby. And that's when he used that. And I was like, okay. And I just sat there and I cried and I cried. And so we left. Um, we, we had had something planned for our anniversary, but we obviously, we scrapped that immediately. Um, went and sat down in one of like the buffets of Pizza Hut. <laughs> And I think I, I, I don't know if I ate. I can't remember. Um, and I thought everything would be okay after that. But then I got pregnant again over here. And my first thought was, oh, my God, I can't do this again. I can't go through this again. And so I walked on eggshells. I waited until I was like eight weeks, I think, to tell you. Um, I think she, like, threatened my life. 
to I make said, sure. I said, don't like, you dare tell anybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> so you signed a non-disclosure? <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> but um, so I waited for a while to tell anybody. And I thought that when I got to eight weeks, I was like, okay, this is it. I'm going to stop stressing because this is when I had the miscarriage. It didn't stop there. It, my entire pregnancy, I was walking on eggshells. No matter what I did, if I ate something, I was researching, will this harm the baby? If I picked up something I felt was just a little too heavy, I was researching how much can I pick up. Um, I, was, and thank, I was so happy when he started kicking because then I had a daily monitor of how he was doing. Mm-hmm. If I felt him kicking, I knew he was okay. And then I heard your story. And the night I was induced, he stopped moving. And I was in tears because I couldn't feel him anymore. So I went to the doctor. I went to the hospital almost immediately. I just, I couldn't let it go. I needed to go. I needed them to tell me he was okay. And I got there. And she said, we need to induce you, like, right now. And so I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting there going, oh, my God. Like, is it an emergency? Like, what's going on? Um, it turns out, like, everything, somehow I had broke my water without breaking my water. So he was sitting in my amniotic sac with no liquid. He had, like, a small patch of liquid. Yeah. I don't know how it happened. Um, sorry, I am freezing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, these studios are always cold. (laughs) Um, Like, my teeth is chattering. I can't tell if your lip was shaking. I thought thought she had the, like, sad quiver. I can't can't tell if that's what it is or if I'm just that cold. This jacket's super warm, so. (laughs) Plus, I've been warming it up, too. Yeah. (sighs) Okay. Um, but, so... I was in labor for 23 hours, 23 and a half hours, because he was born 30 minutes before I got induced, and I started going to labor. Thanks, Hannah. Yep. She left 30 minutes before I had him. I know. And this woman drove an hour and a half, stayed with me all night, and the next morning she called needing a key from Kimberly, and Kimberly was like, but... Wait, just uh, just one more hour. So you now get to hold this over yeah. my hand for the rest of our lives. Yes. <laughs> that scenario is a whole nother PTSD trigger <laughs> that doesn't pertain to babies. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> But, and and so everything was okay, so I thought, and I was like, the pregnancy's over, like, he's okay, but, and this is why I hate the hospital, I, I, I will be so happy that if I get pregnant again, and I have another baby, that I won't be going to this hospital, because they put the fear of God in me about SIDS, and I was so scared like he slept with me on my chest for the first six months of his life because I refused to put him in a bed by himself 
I was so scared. And even still, like, we have a video monitor, so I sit there and I watch and I can make sure I can see his chest rising and falling. And then it goes even further than that. I, <laughs> this world is so scary. I'm scared every single day to, one, I like, like I'm honestly afraid to go back to the States because I know that babysitting is going to become a real possibility. And I don't believe anybody can take care of him like Floyd and I can. Because, exactly, and... I tried to do a good job. (laughs) (laughs) I said that no one else could do a good job, but it's never going to be... Yeah, it's never the same. Well, and then you see, like, all the... And and this is why, I don't know if you guys... I I got off Facebook because every time I got on Facebook, I would see these stories of these little babies passing away, and I would look at my son, and I'd be like, oh, my God, this can happen. And so I don't feel like that fear ever is going to stop. I thought it would stop at eight weeks when I was pregnant, and it hasn't. And I had to go, uh, for anybody who doesn't know, an MFLAC is military family and life counselors. I've had to go to them, um, I think, twice since having my son. Um, I, um, I had to really uncover a a lot of things um it turns out I really really deep down blamed myself for my miscarriage I knew without a doubt it was my fault and so without even realizing it in the back of my head I said okay you failed that first baby it is your fault (laughs) so you better make up for it with this baby you better be the perfect mom and if you mess up it's all on you if you get mad at him shame on you if you get a little bit too frustrated shame on you like every time if I started getting frustrated I don't know if you guys ever noticed I'd shut the door to the office because Mm -hmm. I didn't want anybody to see me losing a little bit of control because I needed to be the perfect mom to him. And if I wasn't, I was the worst. The, the best advice I've, I've heard about parenting is a happy parent is better than a perfect parent. Well, and, and once I, when I talked to this military and the, to this in-flat counselor, she was like, you, you can't hold yourself to that. Like... You have to take care of yourself because otherwise you can't take care of him. If you need to set him down and let him cry for a few minutes so you can take a deep breath, mm-hmm. that's okay. And I never felt like that because I had already failed one child. I had already messed up and it cost them their life. And so my son deserved everything from me. And, and we, we've heard from some private messages that that guilt that parents feel um, really weighs heavy. Um, some parents choose to, they, they, fall, they fall into that perfect parent trap, right? Or, they, um, or they'll say that they don't want any children after losing a child. They won't, they, like, they won't even go down that road because for fear of 
duplicating that process? The day, I, I'm not, I don't think you were there. I think Aaron was the only one there. The day that I tripped and fell outside the office and he was strapped to my chest. Oh, you're, like, as soon as, because I think, I think it was, there was some guy there, but it wasn't, it wasn't Floyd. It was, there was Mark. Mark, Mark was Mark there. Mark. So as soon as I Mark was, said that Aiden ho- looked fine. I was at the hospital. I immediately was just like, okay, but what about Hannah? Yeah. Because Hannah does not look fine. Yeah. Hannah does not look okay. I know Hannah is flipping the f- out right yeah. now. That was the day that your husband got um, his promotion. Yeah. I was supposed to be leaving for Humphreys in a couple of hours for his promotion ceremony. Because that's yeah. why you were wearing those shoes to yeah. begin with. Yeah. <laughs> that was a crazy day. I can't yeah. even look at those shoes anymore. Yeah. You, um, should, just, you should just burn them. <laughs> or go into the thrift store. Just burn them. We can, but, we can do a burning ceremony after that. But just, for, just label them your guilt and then just burn them. Yeah, ceremony. I like Ooh, that. I okay. like that. Yes. Bonfire? Yes. So I'm going to need you to start on those. Yes, um, I like that. We're going to do that. Yeah, I like that. For anybody that. who doesn't know, though, um, I, was, I was super dressed up. And I had my son strapped to my chest in one of those, like, little kangaroo pouches, as Hannah calls them. That's what I call them. And um, I stepped outside. My ankle rolled just a little bit wrong, and I fell straight to the floor. And I still don't know if he hit the floor at all. I tried so hard. My, My knee hit, like, every part of my body hit the ground. And I tried so hard to just shield him from hitting. I bet if he touched that floor at all, it was probably a minuscule fraction. Because he went like this after Hannah was down. I, I, um, we have, and we, we all work together. That's how we became friends. Well, no, you and I were friends first. That's true. That's right. That is true. Um, so we almost all work together. That's almost how we all became friends. And, um, but in our building that we work together, we have some other uh, offices and one of the ladies that is in the office shares the building with us, uh, told me that, uh, the baby did not hit anything, um, that Hannah went into super mom mode and ensured that she cradled Aiden and that he was totally fine. Um, well, I was a mess afterwards I, I I could barely talk to Erin she was trying to ask me questions and all I could do was nod or shake my head um but she, I think she stole your car and for yes yeah. they definitely yes. they they, they I forgot that I was the one yeah. that drove you yeah I don't want to say stole but we you know we go into get shit done mode. <laughs> so um we one we're in we're in Korea it's uh where we walk uh, we walk and scoot about everywhere. Yeah. Um, we don't really do a lot of cars here. So one for those that are like, well, why was she wearing those shoes in the first place? Uh, this is Korea. The roads, pavement, everything's freaking uneven. So like, I love my country, my motherland, but this is just not conducive to like flats even. So uh, <laughs> it's not like there was stilettos. Like they were like moderate wedges. Yes. So one, yes. let's let's put Which that everyone out there. whoever wears heels knows is not nearly as bad as real heels. I walked in heels that. <laughs> <laughs> And I was walking, and I was walking, and then I was on the ground, <laughs> and, and Hannah was looking down at me with, I think, what, like, 
Aiden was, he wasn't even a month yet. Aiden is in the kangaroo pouch, and Hannah's looking down at me like, how are you on the ground? And I'm looking up like, what just happened? Yeah. And I think I, think I we was trying have... so hard not to laugh, and I finally got, are you okay? Yeah. yeah. I think we all have a Korea... Payment store yeah. or stairs, right? Yeah, yeah. or stairs, or yeah. both. <laughs> yeah. So, so one. Let's put that. Let's put that out there. So we just go into get shit done mode. So <laughs> I had decided that I was gonna go to the hospital. Erin did not want me to walk. No. And so she drove me and Aiden. Turns out, like he was perfectly okay. He was just scared, and I got then the I phone to- call as you're. We are downstairs in the ER. Hannah fell. We are seeing the doctor. I will let you know. And I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, I'm not going to go down to the ER, but I'm thinking about going down to the ER, Alicia. Yeah. And Alicia's like, sit down, which is like my voice, my were, RA you voice of reason. You were going to a spouse's lunch because that's, she was supposed oh, to meet you. Yeah. yeah, that's why I called you because I was like, hey, I got to go drive Hannah to this thing because this and this. And you were like, should I meet you guys? I was like, no, we're fine. I think Hannah's just really freaked out. I think she needs to verify that he's okay. So I'll see you at the lunch in a little bit. But. Um, and I, I want to speak to fear a little bit. Um, because I know, I know that that fear still resonates with you. Oh, yeah. And um, I, I typed this entire paragraph in tears two nights ago. And... I, I can't say anything that's gonna remove the fear. Like, I can't, you know, my daughter is much older than my Aiden. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, I didn't tell you. Uh, I will have to tell you something. I am now mama of Aiden. Anyway, he accidentally called her mama. No, somebody asked if my child on my chest was. <laughs> was it Korean? So, anyway. My Aiden, not your Aiden. So, um, my child is obviously uh, much older than my Aiden. Um, And you remember, like, two weeks ago when um, I was panicking in our group chat Mm -hmm. because she wanted to go somewhere, and I'm like, ah! She wanted to go somewhere alone. But she can go by herself! Yeah, like, like, freaking, legit freaking out, right? Mm -hmm. And, um, and... I wish I could say something to, to, to make it, like, to make the fear go away, but it doesn't. Like, as a parent, I think when you love that deeply, there, there's always going to be a fear that you're going to lose some, something, like, lose your child. And, um, you know, Jack and I were talking because he was telling me that from basic training, um, seven of the people that he went to basic training with have committed suicide. And he's only been in the military six years. And he was like, and, and I asked him, I said, is there anything that would make you commit suicide? Is, is there anything? I, I want to know. And he's like, no, nothing. And I, I told him, I said, um, there's one thing. And I said, if that, that's something that happened to Kennedy, that's, that is what would take me out. Um, and, so, yeah. And... And I really wish I could tell you, like, that fear goes away, but it doesn't. You have to learn to manage it. And, 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 I'm, and I'm trying. I think what was a really big trigger last, and, and it, was, it was causing me some major problems over a couple of, a course of, a couple of days. Um, 
but another story came across my Facebook feed of a child leaving get left in a car. And reading something like that, you think that's unfathomable. I can't, I can't even imagine. But then one click led to another, and it, they did this, like, psychiatric test, and they were like, there are parents, 56% don't do it on purpose. They do it accidentally because you get in that mindset of, like, automatic, like, autopilot. That's what it's mm-hmm. called. You get an autopilot. So if you do something out of the ordinary of your autopilot, your brain might still kick in the autopilot and you forget, which most of the time would involve picking up the child that you normally wouldn't on that day, Mm -hmm. and they get forgotten. Mm -hmm. Or making a stop on the way home that you don't normally. I mean, think about the times that you're like driving and you're at home and you're like, damn, how did I get home? Exactly. And so the fact that I was like, oh my God, I've I've went in autopilot before. I immediately just and I've got to get better about this because I have a way of beating myself into the ground, ten feet under. I was like, oh my god, what if I, what if I do that one day? What it what if? And like I, <laughs> I can't even fathom doing that. But then it's like you see the stories of just regular normal people do it. Mm-hmm. And you're, it's, it, it put me into a whirlwind of just guilt and worry. And I, you, you have, you, you have to build mechanisms to manage the fear. You have to have conversations like this so that you can uh, be more rational um, about your fear. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes your fears are validated and sometimes those validated fears, your friends, those that love you, those that love Aiden can say like, hey, do X, Y, Z, because in that irrational fear, you would not think of that simple solution, you know? Right. Um, so I, I think it's really important to have those conversations. Um, there is one thing that I, I that I was really moved by uh, that happened between uh, you two um, that I think um, was so touching. And I, I really think um, if you are willing to share, I think it is like, yeah, okay, that. You want to tell us? Okay. Um, so, freaking A. <laughs> Hannah kind of touched on it a little bit um, when introducing Tiff's story. And it's like the the whole, like, what what to say and what not to say. And, like, how to, how to treat things, like, afterwards or when you find out about stuff or whatever. Um, and that, those of us who have gone through it, we're not immune to that, like, how to say the right thing thing like just because we've gone through it we may not have gone through the exact same situation like you've heard from the three stories already that like my experience is very different to hannah's and hannah's experience is very different to tiff's like we don't all have the same experience so like we don't all automatically know the exact right thing to say or the exact right thing to do and so you know hannah was aware of my you know experience and my background and um now granted for me that was in 2013 so it's been six years since then um but you know it's it's still a button you know that can get pushed and you know she got pregnant and we worked together so I saw her fairly often during her pregnancy 
Um, and thankfully, I was already at the point where, like, because for a while afterwards, like, I, I took off all of my family members off my Facebook in terms of, like, following them. Like, I was still friends with them, but I didn't follow any of them because I love my family, but they're kind of baby factors. <laughs> I love you guys. I do. All your kids are beautiful and adorable, but you have a lot of them. Um, and it was just, it was a time I didn't want to be seeing all these babies, all these pregnancies that were going so well and, like you know, being so amazing. And, um, so afterwards, uh, when Hannah was starting to come back to work and starting to get back into the swing of things after her maternity leave, um, at one point when it was just the two of us in the room, well, we, it wasn't originally just the two of us in the room. Like we had like a meeting or something and everybody else was heading out and she was like, Hey, can I talk to you? And I was like, yeah, sure. And I, I kind of had this inkling that it was something about, like, pregnancy and babies and all this kind of stuff. Um, and you basically asked me, like, uh, if I was okay with Aiden being around and working around him and seeing him and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And just the fact that she thought to ask that, like, there was no just, oh, I'm going to come in with my baby and screw you if you don't like it. There was no, like, it's my baby, I get to whoever I want with him. Um, there was no, like, you know, if I need to go do something and I want to take him with me, you're the only person in the room, like, I'm going to tell you. Hold, like, there's none of that. It was a, what are your boundaries? What are you okay with as someone who has experienced this? And so that, that, it's just, ugh. It makes me so happy. I love it so much. It's like when once I knew your story, it's like you were constantly in my mind when I was around and pregnant. And when I had Aiden, you were always on my mind. And I always looked to your face first. And especially if Aiden did something that maybe was just absolutely adorable I always look to your face to make sure you were okay because if I could see in your face that that hit something that hit a trigger I would try to step out of the room and give you a second to breathe um and boundaries and other people's experiences is great and awesome but not enough people do it and this is the only way anyone is going to grieve yeah like you you have the right to grieve and you have the right to grieve just as much as tiff like no one's loss is more painful everyone like it all sucks yes, yeah. yes. equally yeah, yeah. Like, and Oh, yes. And that is a trigger. That's a trigger for me because, um, and if if I can share this conversation. um, Sure. I don't know what conversation. Editing later. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Hannah and I are are very close. Uh, She's the one who has to hear my verbal processing the most. And uh, and in return, sometimes I hear her verbal processing. And she shared with me, like, she said, you know, I had a miscarriage and it was really hurtful and it haunts me daily but I feel like what is mine compared to others who like Aaron and and I I was like no we don't we don't get to we don't people you judgy McJudgers 
you don't get to minimize somebody's trauma. If somebody lost a baby at seven weeks in utero versus lost a baby at seven weeks after delivering, you don't get to say that she had a greater loss, that that family had a greater loss than the person that lost the baby that was in utero. You don't get to do that. That's not okay. How dare you minimize the the families who lost a baby still? That's not cool. And I think it's interesting to point out that those of us who have experienced any kind of loss, we kind of police each other about it because, like, I have heard you make statements mm-hmm. that imply or directly outright say that yours is not as bad as mine. And I've literally jumped down your throat saying that is she bullshit. <laughs> she did. And, like, you know, even when we were listening to... <laughs> we'll take a picture. <laughs> even when we were, like, discussing and listening to Tiff's story, like, there's a, a split second when, like... And I used to think this, like, years and years and years ago, all the time, like, oh, well... You know, my experience wasn't as bad as, you know, if I had had her and then lost her later. But it's like I realized and I've had to accept and fully digest that, no, it all sucks equally. And no one is allowed to minimize that, even ourselves and even other people who have gone through that loss. Although I've never, I've literally never spoken to a single person who has had any, any kind of child loss minimize anyone else's loss like people who lost their kids as teenagers people who lost their kids as adults Mm -hmm. and expected to die before their kids (laughs) did like all the way down to like you know you and me like none of us have ever minimized anyone else's Mm -hmm. loss it's us doing it to ourselves and other people trying to do it to us And, and that and that and that's something that we really wanted to drive home that it's not okay like so one don't do it to yourself and and two don't don't you dare have the audacity to do it to somebody else if you've experienced a, a loss or not you don't do don't do that um, Thanks for tuning in to part three of our pregnancy and infant loss episode. Stay tuned tomorrow to see our final episode. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to All The Things. Like us on Facebook or Instagram at Talk About All The Things.